You mean you've been doing this for a whole fucking year? Yeah. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, demystify anime. And I, Ruth, stay permanently mystified. And it's the one year anniversary. Woo. Yep. You poor bastards, you've been listening to us for a year. (laughs) Well, it's been a pleasure. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought, seeing as Christmas is on the way, that we should do another hell of a boss recap. What what has Christmas got to do with hell of a boss? Because this one is Cherub, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is set at Christmas. Well, it features a Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, a Santa Santa. With an exclamation mark. And also the story is very clearly a piss take of a Christmas carol, only with a roboticist and with demons joining in on the fun, so So I When was it when did it originally air? Um crikey, I have no idea. Oh well, we'll look it up. Yeah, but either way, we will pretend this is a Christmas episode because Santa is there and because it just fell at the right time, so And yay! Christmas! Anyway, so... Uh, Hang on, one second. Yeah. You know in Japan, right? Yeah. They celebrate Christmas by having KFC. Yes, that's correct. We should be eating KFC. Not that we're sponsored by KFC because their chips are shit. Sorry, their fries are shit. And a rat once f- ran over my foot in a KFC. Where? Where? <laughs> Not Was this in deepest, darkest Wales? It was indeedy. Ah, right, Okay. Did they do anything with it? I mean, did they turn it into... Uh... Look, let's not dwell on that. Anyway, back to the episode. So our episode opens with the titular cherubs, or rather... You're a titular cherub. Or rather, I assume it's an acronym because obviously they spell it out, but we never find out what it's for, so... With a bouncy song. Yep, a bouncy song, which is clearly ripped off the imp jingle, so whether Blitz stole it from them or they stole it from Blitz, I have no idea. And they are from, so they're all kind of like sickeningly pastel coloured and... Um, sickeningly pastel? Well, you know... Hang on, pastel? <laughs> pastel is Spanish for cake. Do you mean pastel? Sorry, I, I've been influenced by Morticia Adams. That's how she pronounces it, I believe. Morticia. So they are called Cletus, who looks like a baby. Um, Keeney, who looks like a sheep. And Colin, who also looks like a sheep. And um, Colin is definitely the butt monkey of the group. Because... Well, hang on, one looks like a baby. Yeah. That's Cletus. Yes, what I just said, yeah. Which is the, the, the one with the boobs? That's Keeney, who is also a sheep. She doesn't look like a sheep. I'm sure only, what, a sheep. only the purple one looks like a sheep to me. But they are clearly set up to be like... The other one looks blonde. ...like imp. Because Colin is definitely the moxie of the group and he's the one that does all the work. And there's a horrible... Yes, you see him doing a mountain of paperwork in the jingle. horrible little poster in the background which hints towards what heaven is like and is confirmed later on in the episode saying, um, um, ditch people if they can't lift you up or something. So it's making it clear that God has no time for losers. And this advert has various things. Their, their whole gig is that they save people who are on the brink of death. And it even has like a Thomas the Tank Engine running somebody over with a lot of blood. It's a very gory advert and they're just rescuing Very, very gory, people. like somebody's neck spurting blood And they're making accident. a big fuss about the fact that they work for free and yet they live in some kind of palatial mansion that looks like something out of Hercules. So, yeah, no, but that's hmm. supposed to be heaven, isn't it? All gold gates and... Oh! Either 
away. It is set up quite early on that they are complete hypocrites other than Colin and don't believe in what they're doing. Anyway, so we find yeah, out... Why is it set up that they're hypocrites? How, where are you getting that from? Explain. Just the whole tone of the advert. It's like they're in heaven. They it's should, an advert. They should not be trying to help people from dying. They should just be getting on with it, which is why I like that it's a piss take of a Christmas carol because it's like, why would Scrooge be redeemed? He was evil. Just changing his mind at the end of his life wouldn't make any difference. Anyway, really? Anyway, we... Find- Hang on, wait. That's, that's not the way that Christianity works, though. And I know we're Jewish and atheistic, but let me just explain, right? In Christianity, it doesn't matter what you do, so long as you say sorry at the end, you're all right. But that's not... Which how- is bullshit! That's not how it works in Hell of a Boss, though. Yeah. And thank God for that. Anyway, we find out that this is an advert that they've all been watching on TV because Blitz is blasting holes in the TV with his gun and Moxie is rolling his eyes at the waist of it. Can I just say, when... Um- when Blitz is looking through the various adverts and channels on the TV, there's something that looks like Betty Boop twerking topless. Betty Boobs. <laughs> I'm broken. And there's also my least favourite character other than Stella in the hell of a universe, Wally fucking Wackford. Why, Why do you hate him again? so much? What, I don't what's hate the big him. deal? I just don't see the point of him. If he turns out to have pop- plot relevance in latest episodes, then fine. But at the moment, he just turns up with his annoying foghorn leghorn voice and just doesn't do anything. Does he just rub concerned. you the wrong way like Alistair in Hell of a Boss? Don't you mean I, I, as uh, Alistair in Has Been? Has Been, yes. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> brain fart. Um, I just don't see the point of him. Well, I can see the point of Alistair. I just don't like him. Anyway, there was a hell. What do you mean? I'm a radio demon. So there is a hell shake which wakes Luna up because she was asleep on the table and drooling. But then they're all woken up by this hell shake, and their client of the day comes in, Loopty Goopty, who is this maniacal. I thought it was Loopty Doopty with a D. Loopty Goopty, I believe it is. Loopty Goopty, Loopty Doopty. Who looks like? Why don't we ever watch this with the subtitles on? <laughs> who looks like Robotnik is played by Jim Carrey? So he's an eccentric robotics genius, also voiced by Brandon, with a similar kind of obsession with people getting his name wrong so he explains to them that he's just died um and he wants them to kill his business partner and how did he die he and lyle were doing a de-aging machine but they got locked in it and they forgot to test it on poor people (laughs) yeah and he ended up having a heart attack and dying while lyle is now very very old and he just basically wants to bump him off because he feels like he's going to become the fourth trillionaire and he doesn't want him to so blitz is like okay it's not really ill evil but so what um it's a job we'll take it so they go dressed in fabulous disguises Oh, we have to love the disguises. I have to say, Moxie uh, originally looks like the Monopoly man. Yeah, so they took what Luna said to heart last episode, the fact that they never wear disguises. They still look like demons, of course, but at least they try to wear human clothes. And I love the fact that the tour guide on the bus is like, and here are some tacky stalkers. Rich people get people trying to kill them all the time or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, here's an attempted murder. And yeah, Brandon is dressed... Brandon? Blitz is dressed up as one of Brandon's characters. I'm, You're brain farted. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired. There's a lot of say. brain phalacholence. It's nearly Christmas, my my brain has gone. So they go to kill him and he's already trying to off himself as it is. They're just sort of sitting there with popcorn going and looking forward to it. But then the bloody cherubs show up. 
And they try and persuade Lyle to kill himself. Oh, and by the way, I love that Lyle's sitting there going, oh, goodbye, my dearest love. And it's a stock image of money. Yes. So he's stroking that. And they're trying to explain that, oh, his life still has value despite him being old Think and of all the things that you'd be missing out on. And they take him on a little guided tour. Like the first thing they take him to is nature. And of course, they, the um, imps are all dressed up in fabulous outfits again. Blitzo as a lion. He looks lovely, but he's still obviously Blitz. What's Millie done up as? She is done up as a cat who looks like... A um, white cat. The cat from um, Has Been Hotel. And Moxie looks a bit like Husk. So those two are clearly meant to be an in-joke to Has Been Hotel, I think. And um, the Blitz says my favourite line of the whole episode because the cherubs are getting annoyed at the imps butting in on them. And um, he says to them, why should you listen to that shit from a baby and the sheep it fucks? And Keeney, the girl, is all like, that's so inappropriate. And so on. And Millie's like, kiss my ass, brood. This is probably the feistiest that we ever see Millie, by the way. She really doesn't like Keeney. They do have an instant dislike between themselves. Then we move on to Santa, which is why I decided that this should be the Christmas episode. And again, they're done up. He and um, Blitz is done up as Santa. Millie is an elf and Moxie incredibly adorably as a Rudolph reindeer he looks lovely I need to go back and see that antlers and a nose and everything and um, yeah there's all these kind of grubby children so that's going their to be your so on. that's going to be your twitter icon for it the certainly next avatar is for the next uh, yep. month isn't it yep I've, I've had this lined up for ages that's what i've wanted it to be and um blitz is like well do you want to see whose lap you're sitting on and it turns out that santa is a pedophile and everybody runs off and like how, how do you know he's a pedophile it didn't have a sign saying i'm a pedophile it had cuties across his chest which was if i remember rightly it was a film that had a really dodgy advertising that made it look like it was for pedophiles whether it was or not is another matter i've but never even heard of this people film. were really disgusted by it and saying oh it's attracting the wrong sort of audience so everybody runs off screaming maybe it's the right sort of uh, then they go to a lover's lane where they're it's not a lover's lane it's a drive-by where people go dogging and this is where it raises an interesting point that various people have said because lyle says he's never been in love before but it's kind of suggested that there's something going on with him and Loopty because no they could be buddies in the reenactment for no reason at all that I can see Loopty smacks his ass and we'll see later on there's well, when did he smack his ass he does he does anyway but anyway Lyle's saying that he's never been in love before and they're like oh it's not too late and Blitz and Co they're all dressed up now looking like Charlie's Angels meets Roscoe or whatever he looks fabulous in a blonde wig Moxie looks just like me yes it's disturbing and hot. And Millie looks lovely, as always. But anyway, Blitz is all like, who would fuck this old man through a loudspeaker? And obviously everybody disappears. And finally, we get to the pièce de résistance, the opera. opera. And as Moxie points out, there's nothing wrong with opera. There's no way they could possibly make it look bad. Really? So Blitz is like, okay then, and starts wiggling the spotlight around. So the Valkyrie lady starts dashing around and Lyle's all like, she's not very good. And um, and finally, the, the cherubs have just had enough of all this. And but <laughs> at this point... Blitz is still fiddling about with the stage yeah, not, light. Not, not yet, yet. So the cherubs and the imps start fighting. 
um, Millie and Keeney start having a bitch no, fight. No, 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 they only start fighting oh, after yeah. he drops the light on the singer. Oh, yeah, you're right. The light drops. Yes, I am. On, the light drops on the um, opera singer and kills her, blood everywhere. And Which is what makes the cherubs yeah, lose the, their shit. The cherubs snap. Millie and Keeney start having a fight. Moxie rescues uh, Millie from Keeney and then they start shagging because her bra comes off and they're all going... As does his bow tie. Tongues in the background. Cletus and Blitz start fighting. Colin's just going, and just being useless. And then... Poor Colin. Yeah, well, oh, we, we feel for Colin. And Colin's um, the sheep, isn't he? Well, he and Keeney are both sheep, but he's the purple sheep. Yeah, he's the, he's the one that actually looks like a sheep. He's a nice sheep. Keeney does not look like a sheep. But um, so Nicole various <laughs> various um, audience members are being killed in the crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> They're all just dropping dead in the background. And Lyle has a revelation that um, he, that all these creatures are trying to save his life, and maybe it does have purpose. So after all, and he's still rich, so he can buy all the things. And then he gets hit by a flying piano. Yep. <laughs> yeah, classic cartoony death. And unfortunately, that means that the cherubs are now in deep doo-doo with heaven because their boss, Deary, who is played by Vivsi, as is Keeney, I believe, she comes down and tells them that their actions yeah, resulted sorry. in the death of a human. And she is just so wonderfully blasé. She does not give two hoots. She's like, oh, sorry, no. Can't ah. let you back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. worst middle manager in the world. Yeah. And they go, it wasn't us, it was them. But the imps have disappeared appears so it's leaving them completely in the lurch they can't go back in and it could well be setting them up to be villains in a later episode i don't know because i'd be interested to see how those three fare in hell but back- well, hang on maybe there's purgatory mm. in that universe i don't know but yeah i but mean it, purgatory's all right it backs up what we thought bit before. bland like an airport lounge it backs up what we thought before that heaven in its own way is just as ruthless and nasty as hell but it's really hypocritical and sanctimonious about it because at least hell is open about being gitty while heaven pretends to be better but isn't so back to imp hq and blitz is like okay i've told him by text because i'm loopty warned him he would kill him which is a bit weird because he's a demon so you can kill a demon. Yeah, but it'd be very difficult to. And then Luke T comes crashing back into the office, but then so does Lyle. And, and Lyle lands on Moxie. Poor and Mox. this is what I like, because fact remains, even if he did have a moment of clarity towards the end of his life, he was still an evil old git who tested on the poor and therefore does not deserve a place in heaven. So I'm glad that they were realistic and didn't give him the kind of happy Scrooge ending because he doesn't deserve it. And it's also clear that Lupti didn't want him, well, rather he wanted him to be dead, but that's because he's his friend and possible boyfriend. So he's thrilled to see him. And they're going, I like the fact that he's now also like Robotnik, but like a... Classic egg, Robotnik. Cl- like a big wheelie egg thing. Yeah, Dr. Eggman Robotnik. And then... Fucking Wally pops up again because they're saying, What are two robotics geniuses going to be doing in hell? And Wally's like, I can exploit you. And he ruins the wall again, by which point Blitz is like, Stop fucking up my walls. Moxie's got to clear that up. Yeah. And, um, and it, Wally makes a stupid joke about a holy operation. And obviously, because he's somebody from Blitz's past who, past who he hates and calls him Blitz, so he's just really had enough. And so he just tells him to fuck off. And that's the end of the episode. Mm. So 
It's quite a controversial one, this. It's Why? It's generally agreed to be the weakest episode of the lot. But it's got plenty of yucks People in it. People hated it when it first came out. They Why? just found it really shallow because at least in Spring Broken, you're introduced to Ferocica. So that is a meaningful development. Why? Why is that meaningful? Blitz's past, etc. So we're Why is it meaningful? Well, this they felt was a bit fillery. And I do agree in that I don't like any of the new characters because other than... They're Con- not really new. They're just there for the purpose. Other than Colin, none of the cherubs make an impression on me. I couldn't... Well, hang even- on. Did, uh, Ke- Keely? Kelly? Keeney is... Keeney. All Keeney has what, what, what is that what she's a girl that? and she's a racist bitch. That's but it. also she is the parallel... She's the anti-Blitz. Is she? I would have thought she'd be more than Millie being the girl. No. Oh, you see, this is where you go wrong, thinking the girl is the side character. She's not. She is very much the boss of the Cherubs. So would you say she was the leader of the Cherubs? Yes, I I just said that. Because he's the one that's in the front of No, 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 no. It's Mm. because he looks like a Cherub. Mm, Like He looks like, oh, get that off the top of the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Yeah. I hate cherubs. I think they're fucking ugly. <laughs> Me too. You know, if you had a baby that looked like a cherub, that's an insult. You'd be like, oh, yuck. Uh, but I don't like Lyle either. He does nothing other than just kind of complain and is like rich and miserable. And I know that means he's a bit of a Scrooge analogue. The only one of the new characters I liked was Loopty, to be honest. I hated Loopty. He was too screechy. Shut up, dear fairy. I did like exactly that, that. Tuna, though. It was. It just reminded me of your mother. <laughs> well, oh, hello. Mm. But either way, I it's an enjoyable episode. But I wouldn't say it was one of the more quotable. It's not ones. a classic one, no. but it's fun. It's good. It's a good solid episode. Yeah. Well, I guess it does its job of entertaining. It's all you. right. It passes the six laugh test, I suppose. It, you don't like it because it's not got your boy in it. It's not even that. I mean, I admit I prefer the Stolas episodes to the non-Stolas episodes, but I really like Spring Broken. I like it much more than this. Yeah, well, that's because that's got an um, amazing performance by Richard Horvitz in it. That that That's partly it, I think, because I didn't feel like any of them were giving enough to do. I just felt it was the Brandon show, and I was a bit... Yeah. No, it's not even that. No, I did. That Don't invalidate my feelings, though. My favourite episodes of Halliver other than Stolitz ones, are ones where you get lots of... Ensemble. Blitz and Moxie action because their relationship is the core of the show and what makes it funny. No, uh, no, no, I disagree. For me, it's the Trinity or Square... What do you call it? The quadrupality? Yeah. For me, it is imp at the core. I love the dynamic between them all. For me, it has to have them all equally represented. Speaking of Luna, I love it at the beginning when um, Loopty trashes the office and she acts like a dog. She kind of growls. I love it when she acts like a dog, although she would probably be very insulted by me saying that. It's all right, she can't hear you. I know she can't hear me. But, okay. It was all right. We liked it. It was okay, yeah. Did you prefer it on rewatching? I think it was better on rewatching. Yeah, I, I think it's because people there was a long wait, which obviously I didn't have. I watched them all kind of like one after the other, but everybody else had to wait several months for this. Whereas I watched them on the same day. <laughs> yeah, so you, the other people found it as a bit of a letdown. They were expecting more, while I just saw it as a this is the middle episode of the season. Yeah, I mean mid episodes are always mid. Eh. Yeah, mid exactly mid episodes. Yeah. So is that? 
everything to do with that. I, I don't think I've got anything to add about Cherub. Do you? Um, no, not really. In that case, from me and Rachel, we would like to wish you a happy holidays. See you in the new year and we'll be back with... I don't know yet, but it's going to be season two because we're going to be having a break. So, until then. Love you. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at TentaclesNot on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.